You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Wednesday, June 27, 2018, and we read from Psalm 30. Psalm 30 is a song of thanksgiving. It begins by describing how God delivered the psalmist from a crisis, then invites others to join in. People often feel alone in the midst of a life-changing problem. When it's over, in a way, they rejoin life and others. The psalmist looks back at the crisis and remembers the prayer that he prayed to be delivered, the prayer that was heard by God. Then in the final stanza, the psalmist expresses exuberance, giving colorful images to express the joy and the never-ending object of thanks, God. As you listen to this psalm, it may speak to you more deeply if you remember a time you experienced a crisis and then go through the stages that crisis presented you. Let us listen to Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me, O Lord, my helper." You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. One summer, a friend asked me to join him in running Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, Minnesota. We ran the New York City Marathon together a couple years before, so it seemed natural for him to ask me. 
However, my friend was a much more dedicated runner than myself. While he ran marathons, I was in seminary chasing two children under the age of five. It was a different kind of exercise. Still, I felt in good enough shape to run and thought a trip to Duluth would be fun, so I agreed to run with him. The morning of the marathon was cool for June. When we started the race, it was 42 degrees in the shores of Lake Superior. A cool breeze was sweeping in off the water, making it feel colder than the actual temperature. I decided to run in a long-sleeved t-shirt. The race started out beautifully. I was surprised, actually, by my fitness. The running came easy, and my pace reflected it. However, something changed about the halfway point. Unfamiliar with northern Minnesota, I didn't realize how quickly a chilly morning could turn into a hot afternoon. By the second hour of running, the temperature had shot up to 88 degrees. The humidity of the lake increased the intensity of the heat. My body was overheating, and my pace started to drop off. To help myself cool off, I started dumping water on my head at every station I passed. It made my shirt soaking wet. I wanted to take the shirt off, but it was one of my favorites. So instead, I decided to tough it out. Heading into the last two miles of the race, I couldn't take it any longer. I threw off my shirt, leaving it on the side of the road. Immediately, I felt 20 pounds lighter. There was a new bounce to my step. My pace picked up, and it felt like I sprinted to the finish line. The water-soaked shirt weighed me down more than I realized. The joy of shedding that soaking wet shirt remains vivid in my mind. Those last two miles were the happiest I've ever been while running. At the same time, I feel like an idiot for hanging on to it for so long. I compromised my health and comfort for a $10 t-shirt. Running that marathon came to mind when reading about taking off funeral clothes and being dressed with joy. I know that feeling. People who have made it out of a crisis into joy understand it as well. The psalm also made me think about all the times the problems in my life are self-inflicted, a result of not wanting to change. Funeral clothes are more likely to be an attitude than a garment. It leaves me wondering, what change do you need to make this day? The courage to make that change may result in joy. When is something burdening you more than you realized? And what did it feel like when you rid yourself of the burden? When has your grief turned to joy, and how did that happen?
I invite you to take this time to pray your burdens to God, then ask God to help you make a change. Let us listen one more time to Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up, and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, You established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cried, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be gracious to me, O Lord, my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Let us pray. Gracious God, in our running through life, we easily get burdened by our troubles. Sometimes we end up making these troubles bigger than they actually are. Teach us to pray that we might gain a vision of the things holding us down. Then strengthen us to remove them from our life so we can experience your joy, which is the joy of being free. Into your loving hands we pray. Amen. Now may God, whose power working in us, can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, bless you and grant you the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Amen.